Hi, I'm Tom Spurs, and I am the latest DC project revealed by James Gunn. Hi, I'm Aaron Murray, and I'm knocking at your comment tonight. That is the very sexual. Very sexual. Um, very, very sexual. Very, very raunchy. Which suits M. Night. Yeah, he's a very sexual man. He's a very oh, pretty yeah. man. If anything, yeah. is Cameo and Knock at the Cabin confirmed that? Is Cameo creating fried chicken? Essentially. I'm like, essentially creating fried yeah, chicken. Yeah. I could watch that for hours. Oh, I, I want to watch M. Night fry everything. I wish that was the movie. The whole movie. Which says a lot, because it was a good movie. It's a great movie. But... There was a good bit, and then there was the rest. Yeah, there's just, you know, there's the, the knocking, then there's the cabin. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's the knocking, there's the cabin, then there's the art. Ah, now you see the art. The, the art, art is what changes it. Oh, that, that, the art. that is the chicken of the Yeah, <laughs> the game changes. Exactly. <laughs> that is the Superman legacy of the DCU. Lanterns. Lanterns. <laughs> <laughs> I've always wanted to see James Gunn's True Detective. I, I do. Lo I love the idea that James Gunn is is like secretly shadow writing all of these projects, mm. and like everyone else is just a pseudonym. To be fair, Kevin Feige does that. True. Just Kevin Feige is like more like avert about it. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? But I just love no. I, I, the thing is, Kevin Feige hires like horror directors or whatever to do his stuff. Hmm. I like to think James Gunn. All the directors for his films are just going to be him wearing different mustaches. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, hi, I'm Names Mum. I'm the director of Batman. I'm Games John. Like, hello. Like one who does a really thick Italian accent. <laughs> Mamma mia. I'm going to make a DCC film. <laughs> Mamma mia, I'm the director of Parasite Lost. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, I hate DC. <laughs> I hate it so much. Well, let's start with something positive then. Yeah, before um, we get into that fucking hellscape. <laughs> so, the new M. Night Shyamalan film was released. The new M. Night Joint. Oh, yeah. Um, it, it's it's good. It's Knock at the cabin. Great. I, everyone can breathe a sigh of relief. I Okay, M. Night Shyamalan, for me, is the most nerve-wracking director because mm. there's no one I want, like, not to miss more. Mm -hmm. Because every time M. Night misses, people get more ammo for saying M. Night's bad. Every um, yeah. every time M. Night fails, a child dies. Exactly. You know, and I love children. A puppy dies. Exactly. And I can tolerate puppies. So, I, you know what I mean? I, I just, I, I need M. Night to always succeed. Mm. And he has. And you know what? Lord. You know what? I know a lot of people are like, ooh, like, M. Night, oh, he sucks. Those people need to shut the fuck up. Yeah. I'm sorry. He's great. He's not back. Like He's always been he's, there. Okay. Look at his career. Yeah. Right. Okay. The Happening. Yeah. After Earth. Yeah. Um, Lady in the Water. Yeah. Airbender. Airbender. So that's four films. All masterpieces. <laughs> four films is best films. Four <laughs> films that would, I would say are, are like his flops. Yeah. How many films has he done outside of that? Like fucking twenty. Like he's a madman. Like what? Like so what? So so he sucks because of four yeah, bad films. Like, are we forgetting? Like, fuck, well, too fact. Like, like people fucking on. What? Which one? Which the other ones people don't like? Old. All of the others. Old. Uh, which I mean. Yeah. First off, old is excellent. Old is great. Old is great. It's the beach that makes you old. How can you hate that? Like literally, people go like, oh, like, the acting's bad. The acting's great. Yeah, well, the beach makes you old. Shut the, the fuck up. Yeah, the beach <laughs> makes you old. And How this, is that, you know? This cabin 
knocks. This cabin doesn't make you old. But doesn't it, make you young. But it does knock. It does knock. Oh, no. What the fuck? <laughs> uh, so, yeah, this is Knock at the Cabin. It's yes. um, a. So, it's not really a horror. It's like an apocalyptic. It's a thriller. Thriller. I would say. It's more. It's a very, um, very, very old school thriller. Yeah, it's a, a cabin. Mm-hmm. Four guys, four, four people knock on the cabin. They do knock on that cabin. Um, and they're basically saying, well, uh, are we going to keep, what are we going to do in terms, because if I feel like it's a film that works best if you go in. Go in, go really in cold, yeah. I mean, I mean, I mean, the trailer basically says, four people knock at the cabin. Well, that's the weird thing. Uh, the concept doesn't really go beyond the first 10 minutes. It just kind of mm, keeps doing that. Which, which sounds bad. But, but in a good way. But it's one of them where it's like, because it's less... It's less about that. Mm. It, it, it's less about, like, you know, exp- it, it, it's exploring the concept, but it's more like, it's more that question of, oh, these four people come to you, yeah. like, come to this place and say, you've got to kill, you know, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. between these two dads and this daughter, one of them has to die, yeah. and one of them has to be killed by one of them. Yeah. That is the ultimate, like, question of it. Yeah. But it's like... It's like, a, you know, those, like, shitty TikTok, like, what-ifs. You see, like yeah. POV when you have to kill your dad. So, <laughs> so basically, knock at the camera is a one hundred minute TikTok. <laughs> but it works. But it works. It works. No, it's like because it, like I think what's interesting about the film is so much of it is essentially about answering that question. Yeah. But it also puts you in that mindset of both sides. Yeah. The yeah, people yeah. who are asking the question and the people who have to give that answer. It's yeah. It, really it genuinely raises the question. Would you kill your family if yeah. it meant saving the world? Would you kill your dad? Exactly. This, this is the important question. Yes. We're all figuring out. Yeah. Um, and, you know, by the end of it, they do come to an answer. Yeah. We won't, we won't spoil the answer. We won't spoil the answer. Um, I will say hmm. that I think as good as the film is, and we'll get into why it's good in a sec, I, I really want to optimistically believe that it's like accidental, but I feel like there were some very not great messages throughout to do with um, sexuality. But I don't and mm. the and it's and like the way they kind of paint, especially with their use of the word purity by the end. Yeah. Um and how and how they all play and like plays out and stuff, mm. which is unfortunate. I think what it is with that. Is that I think the way M Night has been as a director mm. is I think he has a very almost childlike way of looking at like certain things. Yeah, yeah. And like, and I think that's there's, kind that's of it. there's no other director where I genuinely believe this is a fucky wacky more than M Night. <laughs> but it's like because I think because I think what it is is that I think I don't think there's any actual like ill intent yeah. in that. I yeah, think yeah, what yeah, it yeah, is is that he he's a very sincere. Mm. in this director in terms of how he portrays a message and how he yeah. you know and it's because it's interesting because Knock at the Cabin almost had like a Spielberg yeah. feel to it where it has that sort of it has this certain like optimism and warmness around yeah. it which is very interesting given how dark and existential the concept is well even Dave Bautista's character mm-hmm. um, Dave, I mean the character he plays is the most obvious especially the fact that character is played by Dave Bautista, who mm. is obviously his arm is bigger than me. Um, <laughs> he, like, he was amazing in it. By he's the amazing. Way. He's excellent in it. But the way the fact that he's cast in that role, you're constantly thinking this really meek, 
mm-hmm. humble, kind man. Um, you're thinking he's going to snap at any point, but he, but he no. never does. No, he's just this. He's this kind soul. Yeah, he's just genuinely a nice guy. Yeah, trying to do, yeah. Who who is completely sympathetic? Yeah, and it's completely sympathetic to how mm. they feel. And wants like you know, and bro, say, he collects grasshoppers. He's sick as fuck. <laughs> he's a teddy bear. But he's like, <laughs> but like, he goes home and plays Animal Crossing. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like he's got like a room and it's just full of, like Hello Kitty like things. He's just like, like that's a bit weird. <laughs> I'm like, then we're <laughs> he's like he's basically an e girl. Like, <laughs> yeah, so puts on like his cat ears, <laughs> opens up Discord. He's a cat boy. <laughs> um, but like it's. It's a, it's an interesting film because I think when you look at the trailers, it's a very very like somber like oh mm. like you know one of these people's gonna have to die and oh no but it's like but then when you watch the film, it's a yeah. very emotional story. Of yeah, no, it, it, it's surprisingly like, life affirming. Yeah, and it's like this story of love and also like the sacrifices that come with it. Yes, but also not necessarily to like the grace of goods, but also but like it's it, it's less a film like about like the sacrifices that you have to make mm. to like make the world a better place but more like humanity yeah. and that idea of yeah. even though like because you know because obviously a lot of it revolves around this family of two dads and there's a key theme of the homophobia that they faced yeah and that kind of you know where humanity is beautiful but at the same time you have those ugly sides yes. of those people who yeah. are disgusted by them but it's like that thing of they still carry on mm. and mm. I think it's a very in, it's a very interesting like film because I think that emotional because it's because like old, which was you know M Night's last film. It's so interesting because old was like a very detached and cold movie on purpose. Like the like like I don't know how a lot of people did not understand that the the dialogue and the way people acted in that mm. film was completely on purpose. Yeah, and I don't really understand how how like a lot of people missed that. Yeah. I would just go, oh, like, the acting sucks. It's like, I've seen those actors in tons of other movies. They're incredible. Mm-hmm. And I think and I think the acting in old is incredible. Yeah. Because it's very deliberate. Yeah. You can clearly tell it's a very deliberate choice and it's a very interesting choice because a lot of that film is about, like, it's about how these people who are so fucking logic-driven end up in this bizarre situation yeah. where they're on the beach that makes you old and it's like but it's but it's that thing of like when it happens you hear them yeah. come to terms with them they're trying to justify it and they're constantly mm. talking it's like because because these people are almost robots and them becoming old kind of shows their humanity yeah. it makes them become human and I think it's what a lot of that film is about mm. and that kind of becoming human and like also the beach that makes you old it's but the beach that makes you old but like I feel like it's interesting because to me that's what that was but Knock at the Cabin is like it, it's as human as you get yes fucking like it's it, you know like Dave Batista walks in and he loves humanity yeah he loves it and he's like he's, and it's like it's almost like a self insert almost of M. Night Shyamalan yeah because yeah, you know because yeah. obviously like belief and stuff is like a really big theme of a lot of his things like obviously Unbreakable yeah. that whole trilogy of films is about belief yeah and a lot of that thing of like if you believe it then that's you can do it yeah. like you know a lot of that's about like being like you know and that thing of like how like these people obviously like Bruce Willis's character in Unbreakable is like for the most part it's like you don't know like is he a hero like mm. you know you know, you know, has he got powers or is it literally just one of those things but when you start to believe enough 
that is yeah. you, be, you know you become that and it's like same with like split yeah well that's about like that belief and that kind of he you know that that you know him like james mcavoy and split it's like he believes that he can do that yeah because to him that's reality and that's what that's what a lot of his films have been about and it's like and to me that's this is kind of the crux of that almost where like a lot of it is belief it's belief in you know religion it's belief in love it's belief in humanity it's that the whole thing revolves around that mm. and that kind of the sacrifices that you make as a human being and also and how, of what those mean in the future yeah. and like making yeah, yeah, sure yeah. it's like you know it's like in that you know that whole question of the film of who do you kill yeah like you know you've got these two dads and then a young daughter who's got this bright future ahead of her mm. and it's like they could, you know, kill one of the dads could die or, or the little girl could die. And it's like the world could be saved, but also one of those people will have a future anymore. Yeah. And it's, 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 it's a very interesting film because it's so thought-provoking. Yeah. And I did not... And it's one of the like, I expected that somewhat because it's M. Night. Yeah, M. Night's yeah, yeah. very good at that. And it's like... But I think what's interesting with this one is just that emotional centre to it. Yeah. Like, the chemistry between the two dads and even just the whole family in general is fucking outstanding. Yeah. Like... I think all of them are incredible. The little girl, I think, is excellent in it. Yeah. And I think one of the things I love about the film is just they show like the you like they show so much with just by just putting that camera mm. at someone's face. Yeah, there's there's a lot of mm. intense close-ups, um, which, which like the film, like the way it's shot. Oh, it's shot. Really it's incredible. Like the, every single shot has a mm. purpose to it, and like. The, the use of like light yeah. and stuff like that it like it is so confident yes. in how it's shot yeah, which exactly. old had that same thing as well and like he, he knows how to shoot a picture like that's the oh, that's, no, absolutely. That's, that's the best thing about it like he knows how to do it and it looks incredible mm. Mm. no exactly like he uses the intense close-ups uh, in my opinion I think it, it really obviously highlights the humanity yeah of, of everything yeah. and like um, that pain and almost a lot of that yeah, situation exactly. and it, does, it does so much just by doing that. Yeah, the, the film never forgets and it never lets you forget that it's about humanity. It's mm-hmm. about people. Yeah. Um, and so the, obviously, you know, the entire way through, the choice isn't... It, it, you know what I mean? It's not a choice of, oh, which of these three fucking mm-hmm. cardboard cutouts are going to die. Yeah. It's a genuine human It's a genuine, choice. yeah. We, we, and I love how so much of it is about that. You know, it's almost like a debate between belief and disbelief yeah. where it's like, you know, yeah. you've got one of the dads is completely against it yeah but you can see with the other one the starting to yeah, you know and it's yeah. that thing of that divide and that kind of you know you've got someone who is completely dismissing it and dismisses it very much to the end like does not change and it's like but then someone else who pretty quickly is starting to believe it mm. and it's that kind of you know and again like the whole thing revolves around belief yeah and that kind of belief of if you do this if you believe that this will help humanity, then it will. Yeah. And I kind of think yeah, of like, yeah. and it's, it's just a very interesting way of handling it. And I also just think as well, like it's interesting because it is, you know, it's a, it's a relationship with two dads. Yeah. Which I think is a very, it, it's very interesting how the film tackles it. Yeah. Where it's like, you know, where there's that thing where they make that connection with that. Oh, it's a house with, to that mm. moment of dads or something like that it's not you know and it's that moment where they all kind of the, these four people sort of say to them like they did not know that 
Yeah. And, and, yeah. And, and, and it's almost like they want to just be like, this is not a homophobic attack almost, which is yeah. like, which, which is a very interesting scene, but it's, but in a way it's interesting as well because it's like, I think that scene shows their humanity. Yes. Where it's like, they tell them like, we're not, we're not attacking you. We're not doing this, you know, we're like, this is just, this is just what happens. This is just the situation we found ourselves in. And I think that's what's very interesting about the film is how they very quickly humanise these people. Yeah. And that's what I love is that they don't... Obviously, the first scene, is, which is in the trailer, is Dave Batista walking up to the little girl. And yeah. he's very warm with her. No, it's a lovely, gentle, lovely scene. Yeah, it's a beautiful scene. Again, the use of close-ups there. Yeah. It's incredible. Like, you know, and it's like that sort of... like. The way it gets more disorienting throughout. Yeah, and it's showing like showing Dave Batista's fucking yeah, thought process. Is yeah, beautiful. and it's like and that, that thing of just he is heartbroken and he has to do this. Yeah, but he also deep down is a very kind, loving person. Yeah, and it's like I think it's just really interesting that how like those things come together and it's like again it's it's such a deliberately crafted movie. Mm. Every single shot, every single moment is so meticulously like thought about yeah. I mean it's a hundred minutes as well yeah. beautiful length but like oh, oh. beautiful oh. it's nice oh to have a film that's not fucking four hours long <laughs> but like but, but as far as I'm, the pacing is beautiful Yeah, it doesn't yeah, yeah, yeah. you know it's a, it, it's a slow burn but it never feels like it's wasting time Yeah, it never feels like and even though like, you know, a lot of it it's very much the same it doesn't feel repetitive it doesn't feel Absolutely. because it, it constantly gives you more yeah. It adds another layer to it. It gives you pieces and it's like, and it makes you come to your own conclusion. Yeah. Which I think is really smart. And I think what's great about it is most is M. Night Shyamalan doesn't, he doesn't try to overcomplicate. Mm. He knows that deep down this is a old school thriller and he doesn't try to do anything crazy with it. Yeah. He doesn't, and that's No, he, the, the film even obviously gives itself a, a very nice structure mm-hmm. through what the actions of the yeah. the um, fucking four intruders yeah and it how gives like, itself yeah. that natural structure yeah and, and how like those characters are built and how yeah. like the it never, past, it never yeah. deviates it, it's yeah it's very straightforward from the second it starts yeah and i think and it's completely and that's the thing it's on purpose yeah it's completely like i mean obviously when the film starts it opens up with like a universal logo from like the 80s yeah and it's very clear the vibe it's going for it's i not... will say good film fuck the opening credits <laughs> fuck the way fuck the spacing of that font that pissed me off so much the fucking spacing on that font and like go one star sad. I hate this movie now shit film <laughs> and like go fucking try again next time mate maybe this time download an actual fucking good font learn how to use fucking photoshop you hack fraud to be, to be fair his his credits are his best suits. I remember when Split. Also, holy shit, those credits were so fucking fast. I know. <laughs> yeah. Like you, you read the thing and suddenly it's like there was no fucking. It's like even all like one point five speed. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and and that year was the fucking boring part of the film. So you're just like fuck, get through. You fucking you know you made it and did it on bottom two times speed. It's like the ending of um, Split, like the end credits. It's just it it's the credits, but in the background it's just Split, like just all over the screen. Like it's just like you know like when uh, you have a really small image on like Windows. Yeah. Your background. So what it does is it just gives you that image like fifty times. That's what it basically. You know again, that he actually did that. That's how he decided it. Because he's based. He is based. That's he's how so people do it. He should have done it in Comic Sans. 
You should. Uh, <laughs> that would have actually had good fucking spacing. Um, but no, really good film. It's um, great. I absolutely loved really it. Really optimistic. I really, really loved it. M. Night doesn't miss. Um, he does not miss. He, he's 2023 started, y'all. Like, M. Night, I love him. I love I, that man. I, I know. I, I, he, he's a director. I, I remember, like, you know, I feel like the beginning of everyone's um, cinephile journey, <laughs> I feel like you, you go through a phase where you're like, yeah, no, nah, M. Night, pretty mid. And then you, then you go, oh, I'm fucking stupid. You actually like realize how stupid you are. Yeah, because you watch you go, one of his films. Yeah, and then you go, wait, this actually fucking rocks. This like this is, is sick. Yeah. Like this is actually like some of the like, maybe most... I am of the happening stuff. <laughs> like I just like you spend like five minutes watching this film in a short way. I don't mm. know how you can't end up loving it. No, exactly. Like watching just uh, like that, like. Without giving away spoilers, the shot when that weapon is used and the camera follows it, yeah, I like might have came a little bit. Like I was like, <laughs> "Yo, like those weapons were sick as fuck." It was sick. I like when cameras do things. I, I like <laughs> when movies. I like movie. when cameras go like they go like one way, but then they go another way. Oh, that shit rocks. It's different. That's so cool. Uh, so speaking about the impending apocalypse. Uh, DC have announced their new slate of movies. They have! Uh, James Gunn got on Twitter, and uh, it was weird, really... So, so he basically said, was it last month he said, by the end of January, I will have revealed the mm. entire line of DC films. He did lie when he said the end of January. Yeah, so he, so he got off on January 31st. <laughs> and it was literally just a Twitter video. Which, like, hi. <laughs> yeah, he walks on and he goes, hi. Like, it literally like fucking Kevin Spacey videos. Hi, I'm James Gunn. I've done can you imagine? You can you imagine if they got Kevin Spacey to do this video? Like you got, like you know, like but like dressed as James Gunn. <laughs> Everyone expects it to be James Gunn, and then it's one of them. Yeah, it's like it's like it is James Gunn, but you look at like he looks different. And then by the end, he just takes the mask off, and it's Kevin Spacey. He's now I taking over. You Superman. <laughs> but yeah, so a, a, a ton of shit was announced. It we, was. We, 11 things, I think. You're right in saying a ton of shit was announced. Fucking hell. <laughs> uh, some of it I'm excited for, some of it I couldn't be asked about. I think yeah. what... I think James Gunn is going around this the really wrong way. Mm-hmm. Um, because he's basically said that he believes individuality and freedom is overrated. And he wishes for all of humanity to be chained to the DCU. Um, and yep. so he's casting... So the way they're doing it is all... Movies, TV shows, anything animated, and video games all have to be interconnected and part of the same universe. Unless you're an Elseworlds story, but that's only reserved for the ones that can win them Oscars. That's all the, yeah. <laughs> um, and also Harley Quinn. But, yeah, so the, this is like their shitty plan. That also means, I guess, James Gunn hates fucking voice actors. Because it means you're gonna have James Gunn said fuck voice yeah. actors. All my homies hate voice actors. Also, how the fuck is he gonna get anyone on board for this? Like any actor hired? I don't to, to be like to do all of that. Do all of them. That was like the reason why so many actors didn't go to Marvel. No, because, like, and that's why Marvel stopped doing and like, like the, what if? Yeah, like what if Tom Holland? He said fuck animation. <laughs> fuck animation. Uh, I hate animation. I just do fucking spies in the sky. I'm not doing that again. Like. You did Onward and then Spies in Disguise. Where'd my money go? <laughs> uh, no, so it's like, you know what I mean? Um, we're going to now... Who the fuck is going to want to be Superman or Batman? 
when they have to uh, literally, for the rest of their poor, poor lives, do every single line those characters ever utter in anything. Yeah, like, it's literally, like, I don't... Or else James going to execute someone. I think the problem here is... The, the problem. The problem. One of many, let's yeah. say, right? The, I'd say what... The main problem to me is this is not a complete mm. start from scratch. Yeah. I it's find weird. it. I find this weird because I think what's going on is I don't... I think by starting from scratch, which to me, I thought that that's what they were going to do because... Yeah. You know, because it seemed okay. like they were like, because you know, because all of the old like mm. characters were like dropping like flies. So I was like, so okay. The, the way he justifies, so, okay. So the the video basically it begins with him going, yeah. So we know we have like four films coming out this year, but like Lol XD. Um. So he so he says Shazam. Just 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 on that. Yeah. Why are they pushing them all for this year? Why not have something come out next year? It's, it's a bit weird to have four because like because obviously because not, cause the first well, come out next year yeah because the first project is twenty twenty five yeah so I don't know why they don't space out like, well I I think there's gonna be a TV show end of twenty twenty four oh peacemaker no oh we'll, get, we'll, we'll see oh well oh we'll, we'll get to that Ooh. assuming assuming he announced everything in chronological order mm. um but this is movies and everything will be delayed um yeah. but yeah so he now what was what the fuck so he was like ah. Oh, DC have movies coming out. Um, Shazam. They, okay, so he said Shazam is always doing his own thing anyway, so it doesn't really matter. It doesn't really matter. Plus, we're gonna get rid of him because yeah. he because you know <laughs> because sadly if I came out when fuck Pfizer, my homies hate Pfizer. The day before. <laughs> <laughs> Why did he do that? Like, oh my god! I would have loved it if the James Gunn video. Um, you know the fucking YouTuber transition when it's like a um, like something they add in in post yeah. where they like do the like put their phone up to the computer screen <laughs> and then to, like pull it away from the editing software and they're like hi guys just just to let you know we saw Zachary Levi's tweet <laughs> then, then he like um, it, like it points the camera at the DC office where all the like studio execs are just screaming <laughs> you know like, everything's going great <laughs> you know that fucking like that fucking clip of like the Spongebob like episode where like it's just all like the Spongebob's and like his brain and it's just all like on fire and it's just DC all the time like because they can't like it's so funny like I saw a tweet saying like oh like you know probably one of the reasons why Marvel's been so successful is probably because Disney's PR team is like pitch perfect Mm -hmm. and like they could not like it's one of them fucking the Wasp is an anti-vaxxer yeah and they just they just get away with it no one talks about it no one talks but it's like but like fucking with DC well, the tried to like burn Hawaii or something. Yeah, Miller declared war on Hawaii, and it's like, and that's just it's like all good. Gallagher yeah. though released the Imagine video and is somehow still not in prison. <laughs> uh, genuinely, like next week, Jason Momoa is gonna murder a baby or something. <laughs> Not actually drown a baby. It's like because like you the Aquaman role got too real, and it was like. Uh, but yeah, so oh and then then Flash is a hard. It's not a hard reset. He said it was a hard reset, but then said it's not actually. It's a soft because, reset because he really likes his Peacemaker show. It's a half chill reset. Yeah, 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 it's a reset everything that won't affect Peacemaker. Um, because I like Peacemaker, and Peacemaker is mine. <laughs> You're not doing anything for that. We're gonna keep that. Peacemaker supremacy. Aquaman is still a thing. And then, he, and then he Blue Beetle, like genuinely, when he was talking about Blue Beetle, he said, Yeah, so Blue Beetle's coming out. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> moving on. <laughs> he did not give two shits. Because <laughs> he fucking 
cares. Like, so I think Blue Beetle is a part of the universe, but I don't think James Gunn. But the, it's one of them. Like, has. will it? Because that's the thing with Shazam. I thought what they were going to do with Shazam is just let Shazam come out, and then just after that, I'd be like, okay, yeah, Zachary Levi's gone. Mm. No more Shazam. Aquaman. They were also very vague about because it's coming out after the reset, but. It's not the first movie of the DCU. But to, and to be fair with Aquaman, though, Aquaman makes a lot of money. So I think yeah. they it would... It, yeah. with, with Aquaman, it makes We're a lot of money. Before Aquaman 2 comes out and flops. Well, yeah, assuming... Well, well I mean, because the thing is Aquaman. Every, everyone, everyone thought it was going to flop. Yeah, no, it didn't. Like, I, I thought it was going to flop because it was right after the fucking Justice League movie, which tanked. Yeah. So I was like, okay, well, this is fucked. And it's like, but no, it came out and made a billion. So I'm like, maybe yeah. maybe this... Can I think it's coming out on Christmas as well, like the first yeah, one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's nothing... There's no Avatar or anything. Yeah. So it's got it all to itself. Like, yeah. it, it actually could end up being like a... That's, so that makes sense. But then at the same time, it's like, I don't... I just don't get why they can't just start from scratch. Yeah. Let these films come out yeah, yeah, yeah. and then just start from scratch. I don't... Because by trying to... Because if they're giving it a year it, anyway... Yeah. But, I, I, okay, so the projects... <laughs> so, I mean, okay, the first thing, the cool announcement, um, the one that makes me go, oh, is that Batman has got a release date, Batman 2. It was funny because... When, Batman yeah, Part 2. Batman Part 2, which... Fuck yeah. Um, it's wait. like October 2025. I just realised... Yeah. We are getting the DC thing next year. What? It's Joker. For full end. Oh, yeah, but like... It's, but like... It's, it's an Elseworld story. It's an Else... It's under the Elseworld. There's going to be like a special logo before... Yeah. Like like the special presentation. There's going to be like... DC Elseworld. Elseworld. James Gunn pops up green screen. <laughs> Hi, guys! This is not part of the DCU. It's not part of this! This is shit. <laughs> this is mid. This is not part of my vision. <laughs> A fucking Oscar. It's done. It's over. We're gonna erase it from your fucking brains. Like. <laughs> um, okay. So the first thing is Creature Commandos. Marvel and Iron Man. Mm-hmm. Um, the Dark Universe had the Mummy. Do we have DCU is Creature, Creature Commandos, um, which is essentially the Dark Universe. To be fair, because everyone, the whole gang's here. Um. If you can't... Oh, by, oh, so this is written by James Gunn. It's an animated series. Um, it's focusing on everyone's favourite DC heroes. <laughs> creature Commandos. Um, but, except this time they've also got a new member, Weasel, who was in the Suicide Squad. So it's because, a Suicide Squad. Because James Gunn refuses to let that die. <laughs> he was really proud of his script. His <laughs> mum said it was good. He will shove it into everything. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so I, I guess this means that these characters, and yeah, you were saying these characters will appear again in live action, where I guess they will be played mm-hmm. by whoever plays them in Creature Commandos. But yeah, apparently it's like, it's James Gunn's new show. Like, who, who cares? Yeah. The animation I mean, it's, looks cool. It's a, it's a show. It's I'm a show. Sure it'll be fine. Speaking of good shows, Walla. Walla? Wally. Uh, <laughs> it's... That's how that's how he should have done it. It was good. It was like Walla, what, Wally. So okay, does this give you Agatha vibes? one hundred percent. Except I love the fact that Agatha was greenlit because the character was popular. Mm-hmm. Walla was greenlit because James Gunn refuses to fucking <laughs> let this shit die. I mean, 
Look, remember when Warner showed up in Black Adam? Oh yeah, and she just don't. She's peak. That was peak Warner. <laughs> 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 I love Viola Davis. She's great. You know what? She's great as Amanda Waller. I actually really like yeah. her in that role. But the character's so fucking. That I'm sorry, she cannot sustain a show. Yeah, I don't really. What's the show gonna be about? Her fucking. I don't know. Getting hit in the head. Whatever the fuck she's doing. I will movie. say. I don't think I... I liked Waller, but I don't know if I was watching Amanda Waller's thing and being like, I need her in a show. Oh my God. I need her in her own 10-episode spin-off show. I need, I need a 10-episode... That, that launches the live-action <laughs> part of the DCU. See, it's... Okay, so it's good writing this as well. Don't know. I, think, I genuinely think James Gunn's just trying to, like, do a public suicide. <laughs> because, like... Okay, Creature Commandos, yeah, but Waller is, like... That's his. So is he yeah. writing this? Don't know. Because, like, I feel like that would make sense if he was right. Well, it, it. So it's a spin-off of Peacemaker, which yeah. Peacemaker Season 2 is getting delayed so that James Gunn can make... Make it even more connected. Yeah. <laughs> so that means that, yeah, Peacemaker so Season is... 2 will be the actual reset. <laughs> but if it's... Okay, but my, okay, my thought process with Waller is if it's the first live-action series in the DCU under the DCU banner, surely it has to have some kind of importance. And it's not just going to be... Yo, you guys like Viola Davis? Viola Davis. She can win awards. She can cool. win us an Emmy. The, the, maybe it can win an Emmy. <laughs> the DC, you can go, we are an Emmy winning You know what? Brand. But you see, you know what's really funny about yeah. a lot of these shows is that I imagine these are going to be like HBO Max originals yeah, and yeah, stuff, yeah. which fucking a couple of months ago, they were killing all those off. So I'm a bit like, what the fuck's going on? Because like, you know, because all of these I assume will be HBO Max. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I will be like, like you know. Well. They've been confirmed. Because, like, you know, it's, that's, that's Warner Brothers' stream. Yeah. Yet. They're not going to put them on Netflix. But, like, I'm like but like a few months ago, they were killing all those. So it's like, what? So now we're getting a bunch of them. Like, uh, the first movie mm. of the super of the DCU, whatever the fuck it's the, called. The Gunverse. The Gunverse <laughs> is another James Gunn giant. <laughs> um, super, this might, it might not be directed, but it's definitely written by him. It will be written. It'll be directed by him. Do you really think he'll direct it? I, think he I don't will. think he'll have time. What? Between, like, uh, James Gunn's obviously cloned himself. <laughs> uh, There's just a million James Gunn yeah. running around the DC offices. Superman <laughs> Legacy. Yeah. It's. A, I don't know if I'm emotionally ready to, to watch funny Superman. You see, this is. Okay. Also, so, James Gunn's humour. Okay, right. Yeah, you see, when they say comedic in tone. It will be. It'll, it's gonna be so fucking. Like, what do they mean? Superman's gonna make a fart joke in the first five minutes. See, because you know how I would do it. How would you do it? Is do it like the Raimi Spider-Man movies. What, like the humor comes from just how fucking like sincere it is. Yeah, how... yeah, and it's yeah, like, yeah. and it's one of them where it's like, you know, where it's funny because mm. there's that cheesiness to it. There's that, yeah. that inherent cheesiness that Raimi puts into it because that's the point. Like it, it like, like like those Spider-Man movies are meant to be very, mm. very cheesy. Yeah, and very well, silly. See, see, I think a perfect Superman movie's already been made. And it is the fucking nineteen something or other one. The the yeah like yeah the Christopher Reeve one. yeah that like, is the perfect Superman movie. Yeah, we don't need. I mean, I, I get obviously money and DCU and all that shit, but I don't know. I'm I'm struggling to think how how this is gonna be good. I know. Um, but what did confuse I, me? Was, I'm not a big James Gunn fan. So. They said it's more comedic. Yeah, but then he went. What about main inspirations? Is all star Superman. 
Yeah. The comic where Superman is slowly dying from cancer. Yeah. <laughs> That's a mad one for young Superman as well. Yeah, it's like... Well, I think, isn't it based on also, like, Grant Morrison's run, so all the nerds out there can, it's like... It's yeah, like, yeah, I think... Well, I think the Batman stuff is Grant Morrison. The Batman which stuff very much, yeah, Grant you get, it's, they're, they're making that very obvious. But, yeah, like, yeah. I don't... I mean, I have no problem with Superman being comedic. I do think it makes more sense that oh, would yeah. be a little bit more light, just because... I don't know if I'm being like, I'm Superman. Look, I love that. I love like, that. I'm great. I, <laughs> like, I, I think I think Christopher. Which I do Reeves, like a Superman. Though. Christopher Reeves' Superman film is my is like what I think the perfect Superman film is. That that Man should of be Steel's the my favorite. Yeah. <laughs> I, it's fucking Man of Steel. <laughs> I would say if they can go for like a Raimi esque tone, yeah. um, I would say I would be into that. Mm, just because same. I think that would be if that is what they're going for where it's like it's comedic but it's not they're not just doing a fucking Marvel movie where it's like where Superman goes like um well that just happened like I don't if I hear Superman oh, do that, I'm gonna, that I'm gonna die uh, but, it, it's coming out July 11th 2025 so get that in calendars who's got a director okay James if, okay, if, it, if it's not James Gunn who will direct it James Gunn <laughs> uh, <laughs> no it'll be fucking ooh who do you think would be a good director for it? See, see, see no who one Who do I think will be a good director or yeah. who do I think will get hired? Both. Okay. Who will get hired? Fucking John Watts. It'll be, yeah. Uh, it'll, it'll be that type. It'll be it'll be someone who does yeah. like a really John Watts, Peyton Reed. Colin Trevorrow. Colin, no, no, but it, it, John Favreau. It'll be whoever can make the most... It'll be basically whoever James Gunn can pay to do exactly what James Gunn says. Yeah, it'll be like, yeah. It'll probably, I mean, honestly, it'll probably be his brother. Sean Gunn. Yeah, it'll probably That'd be, be interesting. Him. That would be interesting if it was him. Um, I, who do I fucking think it'll... Like, who do I want it to be in an ideal world? <laughs> who do you want it to be? Zack Snyder. No, uh, <laughs> uh, for a comedic Superman movie. Hmm. Ooh. Because that's the thing is, I would say... Let me have a look. I would say honestly, Sam Raimi. <laughs> like, yeah, no, honestly, like probably. genuinely, because it's one of them. If they could do like a Superman movie in the style of the Raimi Spider-Man movies, I think that'd be great. I yeah. think cause I, I think he would nail that. Or Shazam, because Shazam. Ha- I mean, I know, yeah, I, yeah. I, I know, I haven't seen Shazam, but from what I've seen of it, I know it's very Raimi-esque in terms of it has a horror edge to it. Yeah, and it also has that like it's very silly and cheesy, and it's like. Maybe maybe it could be him because let's say if they stop doing Shazam. Yeah. No, I I wouldn't mind seeing that. Yeah, yeah like I think yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't that mind would that, that would make all. sense. Like I feel like that would be a natural fit if they just get him to do Superman. Like I'm not overly keen on Shazam, but at the same but time, I guess I wouldn't mind that at all. I wouldn't be surprised if they would consider him. Um, Give me the director. Oh, uh, ooh, ooh, uh, ooh, uh. Matt Reeves. Marry. He does super as well. <laughs> um, it's trying to figure out what tone you'd want it to be. Well, it's, well, it's yeah. Like, what would you want it to like? What beats would you want it to? Uh, the people who don't game night. Yeah, I wouldn't mind. It'll that. be them. It'll be them. I would not call, mind that. Call it now. It's them. I wouldn't mind the fucking Daniels doing it. To be fair, if we're talking like super ideal world. Yeah. Just make it as fucking weird as possible. Yeah, but that's the problem though. Is that would the Daniels want to do it? No. In a way of they'd be. It would be constrained, yeah, Yeah, yeah. like, they wouldn't be able to do it, so it's like, yeah. I would, I mean, I would say the Game Night people would make a lot of sense. I wouldn't mind that, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, just because it's comedy, 
And plus, they do have a nice relationship with them, so it would make sense. Um, yeah, I'm saying that. That's Guy Ritchie. In the bag. Guy Ritchie. Uh, Speaking of, just off topic, did you see the trailer for the new Guy Ritchie happened? movie? It's like Jake Gyllenhaal as a soldier who gets like amnesia or something, but then has to go and save his like friend from the Taliban. Guy Ritchie's like doing his, like, he's side questing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he, he got the Disney money and is now just doing little side Dude, quests. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Lanterns, the next thing. It's a TV show. Yes, inspired by True Detective. <laughs> what the fuck does that mean? <laughs> like, okay, so True Detective. Yeah. You've, have you seen a True Detective? I haven't. Okay, I've seen one great. episode. The first, first season, brilliant. Assume it's going to be based on that. Right. I don't know how they're going to be able... I don't know how that's going to work. Yeah. Because True Detective is a very dark, very serious, realistic police detective drama. Yeah, so it's going to be that with Green Rings that... There is a scene... Big shades. There is a scene in season one of True Detective where Matthew McConaughey tells someone to kill themselves Mm. because, because they, like, molested a kid. Hmm. And he basically said, you're not going to last in prison. If you, he basically said to him, said to them, if you want to kill yourself, do it now. Is there going to be a scene where Hal Jordan <laughs> tells someone to kill themselves? I will say, the thing that interests me the most is the fact that they're going down the route of having two Greenlands of the Hal Jordan and John Stewart at the same time. That's kind of cool. That's cool. But at the same time, uh, I am disappointed that they've gone down this route for Green Lantern. Well, like, turn them into TV or... Yeah, because I wouldn't... I, they're probably... They're something pro- of this yeah. fucking budget. Because essentially, from the side of thing, it's just going to be Green Lantern on Earth the you entire know, time. You know what I think it probably is? Mm. Is I think they're scared to do the movie. Well, because of the Ryan Reynolds because one. Because of the Ryan Reynolds one. Because it's still yeah. fairly fresh in people's minds because Ryan Reynolds doesn't stop... Like, going on about it. It doesn't stop going on about it. Where it's like, because, like, Fantastic Four... That, the Josh Trank one, no one remembers no one that. Remembers so, no one, so it's one, yeah, so yeah. it's a new one, but I, I wouldn't be surprised if they're scared to make a movie because people will Which go, like, general... I would rather for Green Lantern films to happen, it'd be a space opera. No, yeah, same, I, I would prefer that. Them. I just, I 100% think that's the reason they don't want to make it. Um, so, have you, uh, pop quiz. Have you ever heard of The Authority? No. Neither is anyone, but J- James Gunn has... And this is this is James Gunn's passion project, mm-hmm. apparently. And it's called the Authority. It's ooh, get this! It's a group of superheroes who want to fix the world by any means necessary. They're not your average superheroes. Suicide Squad. They, they're peacemaker. What James Gunn? He, he's never heard of Suicide Squad except <laughs> what is all that? the characters from Suicide Squad will be in this. Um, Harley Quinn will be in this. Okay, to be fair. The character is created by Warren Ellis. I like Warren mm. Ellis. I like him a lot. So I guess the, I don't know, the could authority. Be cool. I I appreciate how James Gunn isn't just going down the Marvel route of Superman, Batman, Aquaman, Green Lantern, and then Justice League. I agree. I agree. But at the same time, I mean, it, uh, I mean, I, it could be good. It could be good. It's to be, be fair, it's gonna be a film. To be fair, Gunn likes um, his obscure characters. Yeah. He's big no, into that. That's the biggest thing, biggest strength I can give Gunn is he genuinely is passionate about comics. Which, yeah, yeah, he's not just good at Kevin Feige has definitely never read one of them in his life. No. They say that he has, but, yeah, that's yeah, a, yeah. but that is a lie. Kevin Feige <laughs> is a jock in high school. 
There's no way Kevin Feige. Kevin he, Feige bullied people who read he comics. He shoved people who read comics into lockers. Let's yeah, exactly. be real. <laughs> Paradise Lost. Yeah. It's DC's answer to Game of Thrones, but it's also the prequel to Wonder Woman. Gal Gadot, Wonder Woman, or is the new Wonder Woman? One of a Wonder Woman. Oh. We have not met yet, maybe, but also could have. The Flash will answer all these questions. <laughs> you know what? It won't, though, will it? Right. It's not going to. It's not going to ask us. It's not going to ask no, us. Just, wait, just wait till we get to some of the more fucking. Like, this, this isn't as confusing as we get. <laughs> this is nowhere near. <laughs> this is going to get so Yeah, it's Game of Thrones with Amazons. It could be sick, it could be really boring. I, I don't really wait. like Game of Thrones, so it's Same. not really. I like House of Dragons. Hmm. I haven't seen. I haven't seen. I think House of Dragons is alright. I, I Game just, of Thrones is too long. I'm just really not into fantasy as a genre that much, especially okay. especially Game of Thrones kind of fantasy. I, yeah, yeah. See, I can be. I'm a little bitch for like Lord of the Rings type fantasy. Mm. Um, like I watched a fucking epic fantasy film the other day. It was my first five star film in six months or something ridiculous. Mm. It was like a 1924 silent film. There was just a fantasy epic, and I, I lost my shit, and, like screamed and cheered, <laughs> um, and like that's my level of fantasy, like yeah. proper like wizard fucking wizards. <laughs> this is like too mm. like this is like we're fantasy, but we also want to appeal to to dads. We want to appeal to people who aren't virgins. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this is fantasy people who fuck. And we're going to make sure you know this by everyone fucking every, every five seconds. Everyone will fuck. Preferably their brothers. See, the thing is, when I say this inspired by shows such as Game yeah. of Thrones, does that mean... Incest. Lots of incest. Tons of incest. How do you think the Amazons get around? What goes around comes around. And it's... Oh, oh it's coming around. It'll come around. <laughs> uh, the Batman film that it will be releasing as part of this is called The Brave and the Bold. Mm-hmm. It will eventually be renamed to Batman The Brave and the Bold when they realise... The Brave and the Bold, a Batman story. Yeah. <laughs> the Batman story. Yeah, when they realise that The Brave and the Bold won't put anyone in seats. Um, it's based on Grant Morrison's run. It's not Rob Patterson or Ben Affleck or Michael Keaton. Um, and it's about his relationship with Robin, who will be Damien Wayne. Which is James Gunn's favourite take on the character. Thanks, James Gunn. I do like Damien Wayne. I like I Damien Wayne. I do like that character. I am curious, though, because... It's a weird point to start, Batman. Yeah, I feel like... But I guess, at the same time, that you want to make it distinct. Yeah. Because I wouldn't be surprised if we don't see Robin in the Matt Reeves ones. Mm. I wouldn't be surprised if maybe what they do is the Matt Reeves ones can't use characters that are in... Yeah, ones and they try and make them as distinct because I guess that's the logic is Batman and this is probably going to be a bit more it's not going to be as dark no I'm looking forward to Batman saying is he behind me <laughs> <laughs> oh that just happened but like but yeah <laughs> David Wayne is so saying that <laughs> absolutely but no, one I think of those I... <laughs> no Damien Wayne's going to say something like fucking um, go on Batman do the gritty <laughs> Robin, you need to stop doing the gritty. <laughs> I shot a Damian Wayne doing the gritty. <laughs> no, Dad, I just keep doing the gritty. Oh my god. Dad, um, floss with me. Floss with me. No. Damien, I only floss my teeth. No, Dad. No, Dad, floss. It's the. Dad, do you not, do you not play Fortnite? <laughs> I hate DC. Um, <laughs> I don't. I don't know. I. 
I mean, I'm sure it'll be good. I'm far more interested in Matt Reeves' take on Batman oh, than I am in this. I don't really care about same. any of this. Dam- I mean, Damien Wayne. Damien Wayne. Hey, 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 Aaron. Pop quiz. Yeah. Are you a fan of Booster Gold? No. Moving on. <laughs> yeah, there's a Booster Gold show. People like Booster Gold, so I'm really curious to see why. When I, think, I, when I read the comics after watching how the show butchers in. I think because Booster Gold is like meant to be really funny. Yeah. And like silly. Oh god, I dread it. And dumb. <laughs> and it's like because yeah, because I know Booster Gold's in um Smallville. Okay. I know that. See, I've heard people saying okay, so I. I I heard someone say, oh, I'm a massive Booster Gold fan. I'm terrified for the show because they're just going to turn him into Deadpool. Yeah. Which excites me in no ways. And <laughs> makes me fucking cry. Because the last thing we need in this planet is more Deadpool. That's true. Can't wait for James Gunn to write this one. Um, and the, the... Okay, there's two more. Another movie. Um, this is Supergirl... Okay, this is the most confusing one. Supergirl Woman of Tomorrow. It's confusing because, so, we don't know whether or not this is the same Supergirl who's going to be debuting in the Flash movie. Oh. Okay. So, the Flash is going to introduce Supergirl, and then they're going to introduce, then they might, I think, probably, are going to introduce a new Supergirl in a different, in in this Supergirl movie, who will be different from the Supergirl previously introduced, but... I, I sounds dumb. <laughs> um, I it's mean, also based on a really recent run, apparently. Apparently, it's based on like a fucking run that happened literally last year. So that's cool. What's happened is James Gunn went to a comic store one yeah, day and was he, like, "I need a Supergirl comic to do." Saw like a recent issue and went, yeah. "That one." <laughs> Opened it. Probably fucking good. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Do it to like someone else to like write it. It's fine. It's Turn that into a fucking it. movie. <laughs> Probably it's a big science fiction epic film. Also, uh, the new Legion of Superheroes film, the new DC animated one, is a Supergirl film, and it coincidentally got released this like the same like basically the same day as they announced a Supergirl film. That's a fun and it was mid. And it was mid. Just like this will be. Just like this probably will be. But it's a big science fiction epic film. Uh, which means it'll be three hours and contain three one of those jokes rather than just one. Ah. Can't wait. Ah, now you uh, see, now that's cinema. Apparently, um, Supergirl's far more jaded, he's saying. Um, so Supergirl's not your average super... This is a Supergirl who fucks. <laughs> she, you know what I mean? She's fucking... Ooh. She's mad. She's the dark Supergirl. Um, can't wait. So wait, so they're going to do... A funny Superman and a dark Supergirl. Yeah. Okay. Can't wait for Superboy. I mean, they're in the oh. same universe. Yeah. It's gonna be fun. Superboy should be really dark. It should be like Brightburn. <laughs> that movie that came a couple of years ago. Where it's well, like speaking of fucking tonal clashes. Mm-hmm. Uh, f- fucking hell, kill me now. Swamp Thing. <laughs> uh, we haven't. I, I, you know, personally, I think we haven't had enough Swamp Thing adaptations that are trying to turn the character into a horror character. And then no one remembers it in 10 days. <laughs> well, yeah, because it's on that show. Yeah. And it, and it was doing really well. And yeah. then there was, like, a thing where... I think it was something, like, they ended up losing, like, millions of dollars on it, so they had to cancel it. <laughs> well, here's the Swamp Thing movie. 
So Swamp Thing is going to be a horror character, mm-hmm. but is also going to interact with... So he is part of the universe, so he's going to interact with everyone. Okay. So I can't wait for Swamp Thing's movie to be super horror-themed, and then for Swamp Thing to appear in the, like, the Superman film and, and like immediately start quipping. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's... I don't know. Like Swamp Thing's... I think it is, okay. It being horror, yeah. blah, Okay, I'm into that. Mm. Totally into that. I think that's great. Because I think it makes sense. I'd be interested to see who they get. Well, there is director links. Okay. James Mangold. Yes, I saw that. Mangold would be interesting. Yeah. But I low-key want it to be like a Mike Flagon. Yeah, something. I would much rather an actual horror director. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I'd want like... Rather James Wan or the something. The man who made Walk the Line. Or yeah, yeah. Or like Ford v Ferrari. Ooh. Or Indiana Jones and the, the Dial of. Imagine that. Go from fucking Indiana Jones' The Dial of Destiny to, to Swamp, Swamp thing. thing. Like, I don't know. I'm sure it'll be good. But I do. I would mm. definitely prefer to have a like a major horror. No, I would, uh, yeah. I'm Mike Flanagan type. Um, who the fuck. I mean, even. The, you know, this one of the new people who's rising up. Like. Whoever the fuck did Barbarian or yeah. Smile. Which or... actually, speaking of that though, well, he he has got a film with New Line. Zach Craig in it. Yeah, yeah he's yeah, got a film yeah. with New Line. Is it like a fucking. Th- Imagine Ari Aster doing Swamp Thing. But, uh, like, if, isn't it like a fucking, like, horror epic? It's a horror epic, which I'm like, is this going to be, like, three hours long? I wish you described it as an epic horror. <laughs> a totally epic horror. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so, Aaron, what, what are your thoughts on DC's lineup of exciting films? I'm tired. Same. <laughs> I'm so tired. I am so. I'm sure some of these will be fine. Some of them will be mid. Perhaps some will even be bad. Maybe one will be great. I don't know. I'm so tired of DC. I'm so I sick just, of it. I just. I, the only stuff I'm interested in is the Elseworlds stuff. Yeah. I mean, I'll watch all of it because I'm a little bitch. Yeah. But. Yeah, I'll watch I, all I of it. I won't enjoy it. I don't know if I'll watch the Game of Thrones one because. Oh, I'll, I'll watch all of it because. It, it, I, look, in my You'll watch it on two times speed, I know you will. Yeah. In my eyes, um, you know, you, you've got to be able to watch it in order to shit on it. And if, yeah. if I watch it, then no one can tell me otherwise. Yeah, I guess. I <laughs> guess that's true. That's why I've been watching all the fucking Marvel stuff. Uh, Not that I enjoy it. Uh, I have to watch, I had to spend like four weeks catching up on Marvel. I'm just like, the, the idea of having to sit down and put on the next episode of Secret Invasion kills me inside. That's why, but that's the thing, you have to, you have to keep yeah. up. Yeah, have to keep if you up. don't, if you don't, you're you gonna get fucked over. You gotta binge it. I hate, I just, I'm so sick of universes. I just, I want movies that just exist on their own. Speaking of movies. Mm-hmm. Movies. 2023 is upon us. Yes, it is. And 2022 is over. It is over. That's how years work. That's, apparently. Uh, so. Could have fooled me. <laughs> I thought we could talk about today, talk about our best of. Yes. Next time we talk about the worst of. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, talk about our favourite films of 2022. Yes. With five each, mm-hmm. five different ones. Um, and we're just going to talk about what we like about them. We'll keep, this has been a long ass episode, so we'll keep it relatively brief. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, we'll just generally talk what we like about each film. So, speaking of DC, <laughs> um, my first one is, so yeah, we're kind of going from Worst I'll, to I'll, best. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna go like five to yeah, one. Yeah, five to yeah. one. Um, so this is my number five, I guess. <laughs> Though some of yours are in my top five, so this is like my number like seven. Uh, <laughs> not to get confusing, my number five is the Batman, mm-hmm. the Matt Reeves one. Mm-hmm. It's 
pretty, pretty good. It's great. I love it. I yeah. think it's absolutely fantastic. It's so refreshing mm. to watch a superhero movie that doesn't feel like it needs a fucking after credit scene to set up 10 different exactly. movies. It, it's it, just a movie that exists. Exactly. It, it fucking... I think it's someone who is, like, you know, ever since being a little kid has loved superheroes. Mm-hmm. To, to walk out of a superhero movie excited about that superhero, it's I think is very the biggest fucking thing. Yeah, it's it's uh, so unique because exactly. of how used we are just to have an absolute shit. Exactly. Like just absolute, just these movies that aren't real movies, mm. they just exist to be fucking like... Also, it's things. shot so fucking well. Yeah. It's, it's just a oh, well-made it's beautiful. fucking movie. It's fucking gorgeous. Movie. And like the makeup effects yeah. as well, like with fucking... Um, with with Carl Farrell's depending yeah. on like it's fucking incredible and like, like the detective work is fucking yeah. sick. It, everything about it it is the quintessential Batman movie absolutely it, it's fantastic mm. and it's so it's it's so unique as well because it feels like a bunch of different mm. like it, it's like a bunch of different like it, it's like different Batman yeah. like the Rocksteady Batman yeah. the animated series yeah, Batman yeah, yeah. the Dark Knight like the, the Nolan Batman it's like all these things merged into one it's so interesting that it's like but it's also a really unique yeah. take on it. And it just, it's just a fantastic movie. I absolutely adore it. It's also very, very nice and um, to see and reaffirming to see a comic book movie embrace the fact that it's based on a comic book mm-hmm. rather than try and push that away and be yeah. like, Dr. Octopus? That's a stupid name for stupid people. <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's actually, you know, mm. it takes itself seriously. Yeah. But it's also really funny. Exactly, it's not but, afraid to be a tab yeah. goofy. and it's but it's one of them where like. But that that's how comic yeah. books are. Yeah, it's like it's it, it's a funny film to yeah. watch, to be honest. But it's one of them where it's like, but not because like Batman's go like he's right behind. Yeah, he? like yeah. it's it's just stupid jokes or like right, exactly. the riddles are really silly because the Riddler's a little silly guy yeah. who loves riddles. That's, no film this year has grown on me more mm. than the Batman. I mean, when we 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 did a full review of the Batman, mm-hmm. and I I wasn't. I wasn't overly I liked it a lot but I wasn't like in love with it yeah yeah and now it's it's grown on me just just over time yeah mm-hmm. banging film absolute banger fantastic it's absolutely fantastic my number five yeah smile oh shit yes the film the tiktok with, film the tiktok film where people smile what the fuck yeah yeah I think it's fantastic and I mm. totally understand why a lot of people don't like it yeah but I remember watching the trailers and being like, this looks bad, but there's something here. Yeah. Like, it looked really well shot for a film that looked kind of mid in yeah. the sense of the premise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The trailer showed way too much, but the yeah. film itself, I think it's fantastic. Yeah. I think it's a really, A, it's fucking scary. Yeah. Absolutely terrifying. But also, it's just a really, the story isn't particularly original. But the way it goes around it is interesting because it wears its influences on its sleeve. Mm. Ari Aster movies, James Wan movies, The Ring, it follows like so many different like inspirations, but it all comes together in a really interesting way. And I think I think the very nihilistic point of view it takes will make or break people. And a lot yeah. of people don't like it for that reason. I think that's completely fair. But I also do think the the way it's able to like combine this very unoriginal premise but do it in such a confident way I think it's really interesting and I it's just one of those films where it really did shock me like I was okay. excited for it but it just it floored me yeah and how like just straight up terrifying it was and yeah. how and, and also yeah, just yeah. it 
completely almost like taken like taken the absolute piss out of elevated horror and like that mm. kind of genre and that kind of, like it's just it, I really just thought it was fantastic. No, I, I think its biggest strength definitely just how fucking scary it is. To be yeah, honest. it's it, it, it's a horror film that doesn't you know just go you know what it's a horror movie but let's like be nice at the same just time. like think about how scary the horse <laughs> is you know what i mean like yeah absolutely yeah like it's it, it's a horror film that isn't afraid to be scary and ruin your day which is exactly which what is, every horror film should set out to be yeah i'm not really into horror films where it has a happy ending which yeah i mean well i, I am into that but I don't, but I think we get too many Just of those. get off on that. Yeah, like, we get too many of those, Yeah, I feel yeah. like. And I feel like we we forget sometimes that horror, some of the best horror, is absolutely fucking hopeless. Oh, yeah. And that's where the horror comes in. And it's just, yeah, I don't know. I, I thought it was fantastic. Really yeah. good. Good win for fucking mainstream horror. Absolutely. Um, it was a banger year for horror. It was such a, it was a fucking good year for horror. It was horror. a fantastic year. It was a year. good year. I thought we haven't established, this was a really fucking 2022, good year. Yeah, 2022 was great. I thought it was yeah. fantastic. Um, my next my next pick, number four. Um, Aaron, do you like cinema? I think it's okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cinema's okay. Aaron, do you like um, Tigers? Tigers are fine. Yeah, oh, fuck you. Do, <laughs> do, you like, do you like dance battles? Um, dance battles, I can take them or leave them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, do you like the idea of someone jumping out of a fucking moving vehicle, um, holding, like, whatever, fire or whatever the fuck they are, with thousands of tigers jumping alongside them? Yeah. Well, yeah. that sounds cool as fuck. Yeah, so RRR yeah. is fucking <laughs> pure cinema. Three hours, but it, it doesn't... It never stops. It, three hours, but it feels like it's 20 minutes long. <laughs> Um, I've just never seen a film this fucking balls the wall. Um, everything right about mm-hmm. cinema. Yeah. In terms of, let's just create the biggest fucking spectacle possible. Yeah. It's a movie designed to be clipped yeah. in the best way possible. Yeah. Because they, every, every set piece is 100% its own thing. Mm-hmm. 100% just brilliantly creative. Yeah. It, it's beautiful. Sure, it's yeah, fantastic. The visual effects are fucking shit, but who cares? You know, I mean, and there are points where it's, it's in terms of being a musical. I love the fact that they put they try and you know no effort to make it look like they're actually singing the songs. No, not at all. No, but who needs it? Who needs that? Yeah, they're bros. It's just they're best friends. Yeah, like, just do best friend things together. No, I think it's 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 interesting because. It's a very long movie. Yeah. And I think for most people, they see it's 180 minutes ago. I don't like that. Mm. But it moves so beautifully. It's, you know, really, the story's really engaging. I think the the core, like, chemistry between the two, like, bros, the I think bros. is great. Like, yeah. the broskies. Bro, like, when, when that, when the, the like, the beginning, my favourite part of the film, honestly, is probably the first act. Hmm. Where there's just the two bros being bros. Yeah, it's quite her part too. I love it. Bro number two is trying to set up bro number one with the girl. Yeah, like yeah, there's literally like a wingman. Like they defeat and kill the English through the powers of song and dance and friendship. Like how that's great. Is that? That's, no, it's it's just a really well made. Like even if like there's parts that aren't great, like the effects, like it's just a really yeah. earnest and passionate film. Yeah. And it's like you know yeah, and again like yeah you know. We can rag on Quantumania for the shitty effects, but I think the difference with that and RR is RR feels like 
a film made with, with like compassion and yes. like a, with a, with like a ton of love behind it. Quantum Mania, I feel like it was made an algorithm. Yeah, whilst it's whipping like, VFX artists. Yeah, whereas like it, it's just with our art, it's a really thoughtful, like just fun yeah. movie, and it's one of those where it's like it's a shame it didn't get like even more love than it already has. Mm. In a sense of, I wish it was in the Oscars. It could still win an Oscar. It still could, yeah, for the song, but like. Shout out now, now. But like, I don't know. It should. It's one of those films. Like it's the first I've seen of those, and it's just fantastic. Like I, yeah. I, I thought it was absolutely like just really. No, fun. I loved it. Absolutely really, really it. fun. I just yeah, like I was, and and considering that phase, I was like, Ugh, like I was scared about how long it was. I just thought mm. yeah, just absolutely, just great. Boss film. My number four. Yeah. You like world fairs? I've been known to. I've been known to to appreciate a few. Do you like to go to them? Oh, too far. Yeah. Uh, no. Well, you know, because pack your bags, because we're all oh, going to the World Fair. That was sick. That was great. That was good. Um, this film, it's like, just like Skinner Manic, which just came out recently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a film where they went, hmm, let's make a film that Aaron would like. Yeah, yeah. A film that is made for him. Yeah. And, of course... I remember the first time I saw like the the premise for it, I think it premiered at a festival and I was like and then I saw like people saying it was really good and I was like I read the premise and I was like, Ooh, that sounds that sounds like an Aaron Core yeah. joint, like okay. And like and so it was one of them, like almost immediately I was just completely like transfixed by it. I thought yeah. it was just absolutely fantastic. It's one of the best betrayals of online. Mm. Like that online isolation and just that general how like the internet blares the lines between like reality and fiction. I yeah. think it's the really perfect way of showing it. It's a film that is directed and written by someone who knows the internet. It's yeah. written by like a sixty year old man who still uses Windows XP. Yeah. Like it's it feels like someone who understands the internet and has mm. experience on the internet and knows these things. And so because of that it comes across as a really authentic movie. And it's like it's interesting because I do I see a lot of people saying it's a horror. I completely disagree with mm. that. I don't think it is. I think it's a horror adjacent. Like some of the imagery is very horror. Yeah. But to me, it's a drama. Yeah. About you know that kind of you know about like you know like mental illness and also the internet and how that how those things can go together like yeah, positively yeah, yeah. and negatively. And it's just it's just I just thought it was just a really fantastic film and it's one uh, it's very divisive naturally just because. With it being advertised as a horror, I think a lot of people were expecting more yeah. from it. Because, which it absolutely should not be classed as that. I don't think it's a horror at all. But it's, I don't know, I just think as someone who's really into like films about the internet and, the, and using like online culture in films, I think it's, plus it kind of, it's not a fan footage movie, but it has enough fan footage at the moment. Just that, to like, yeah, make you cream. That for me, I'm like, I mean. There's got to be a fan footage movie in your top five. I mean, that, that is the rules. There is, there is, I mean, it's it's kind of fan so, footage. So, yeah, we'll count it. I'll let you have it. We'll count it. I'll let you have it. You know. But no, it's, it's. Deadstream uh, didn't make the cut. Deadstream, not quite. Deadstream is great though. Deadstream. That, that is a 20, that is a 2022 fan footage film you should watch. VHS 99 is good as well. Fucking get on it, people. Uh, my number three is. The Northman. I, I was trying to think oh. of a fun way of, of introducing. Do you like men? Do you like men? <laughs> you like the North? <laughs> yeah. Do, do, do you just like basically naked bodies, big buff naked bodies, and then Annie Taylor Joy? 
Mm. Uh, it's gnarly as fuck. Great, it's so it's cool. It's really cool. I am a bit. I have a bit of a boner for fucking um, mm-hmm. for like Norse mythology, yeah. not mythology in general. But I like love me a bit of Norse. And this is Norse very, very, oh yeah. Norse enjoyer. Oh, I love Thought the Dark World. Um, and this is very like rooted in that mythology. Mm-hmm. Um, the ending especially is very Norse mythology. Yeah. mythology. Um, and to the point where I can imagine that just people not having any fucking idea what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, and the action's great. I'm mm-hmm. always That's a sucker. Beautiful. I, I'm a massive sucker for films that are epics. And I'm happy we're getting more of these. That are genre epics mm-hmm. that 100% commit to that location, that feeling, that setting. Mm-hmm. Uh, like Dune, yeah. um, like Northman. Films that are 100% commit to that kind of aesthetic. Films, films made by massive nerds. Exactly. Can completely like understand like, mm. and are very, clearly very interested in the time frame they're yeah. depicting. Like, that's what's interesting about Robert Daggers is that he hasn't really done, he hasn't done anything yet that's not a period piece. Yeah. And it's so interesting because he loves, he clearly loves this era and you can tell there's so much force behind it. Yeah. And there's so much, because this is probably his most accessible film. Yeah, which is weird because it's totally not accessible. It's not, but like, but it, but it is the same time. But the story's very simple. Oh, the story's simple. It's basically a You've very... You've got to immediately get on board with... Yeah. The Viking of it all. Mm-hmm. Which I can, you know, I mean, my, I mean, my, pa- my parents sat down to watch it, mm-hmm. thought it was the worst thing they've seen in their life. My, my, it was just a bunch of men screaming mm-hmm. at each other. You see, my dad watched it and he thought it was fucking brilliant. That's based. So there you go, yeah, like he, he loved it. But it's one of them, it's like, it's a very, you know, it is a very just accessible film in that way. But yeah. at the same time, accessible to Robert Eggers is still seeing some people barking, farting, bathing, and fucking will of the so, like Cinema. <laughs> No, it's fantastic. No, I, I really loved it. Um, I think the action was fantastic. And yeah, no, it, it's everything I could have asked for from that kind of film. And it, Absolutely. Robert Eggers is fucking... I mean, because I wasn't keen on The Witch. Um, and then The, light, opinion, the Lighthouse. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I get that. Then The Lighthouse I thought was great. Mm-hmm. And then now Northman I think is a fucking masterpiece. Yeah. So Robert Eggers is on the fucking redemption arc of his life. And, <laughs> uh, and I'm, I'm very much looking forward to Nosferatu. Yes. When it comes out in about 10 years. Which, I really, I really just need that in my life. It'll never he's like He's like the perfect director for it. I No, absolutely. I can't wait. Maybe I not really if Harry Styles is in it, but thankfully that, oh, oh, that went away. Avoid the crisis. <laughs> Tom. Hi. Do you like Irish people? Yeah. Do you like Ireland? Yeah. Do you like being friends? Yeah. Well... I don't like you anymore. You're not my friend oh, anymore. Fuck. But you know what? What? I will say this. Yeah. The Banshee to Minas Sharon. Yeah. Is good. I, I, I yeah, I couldn't. You lost that <laughs> I lost it. You know what? It's fine. Um, <laughs> Banshee to Minas Sharon. Yeah. Um, a film about two friends. Who not being bros. Not being bros. It's about two bros not being bros. It's basically the evil R. <laughs> Um, Instead of tigers, there's Irish people. <laughs> Which is scarier. But, I mean, um, it's two friends who decide, well, one of them decides yeah. that they're not friends anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Colin Farrell, who is the one who is no longer friends with Brandon Gleeson anymore, has to spend the entire film figuring out why that is and trying to get his friend back. Yes. Now, obviously, it's a lot more than that. It's more but at the same just, time, it's not. 
but it's not. Which is brilliant. And that's what's yeah, and that's what's incredible about it. It's just a really well written, really funny, yeah. but also really like somber movie that I think rides that delicate line of comedy and drama really well. Yeah. Which you know I think is it, it it's interesting and it's a really funny film until it just decides no longer that mm. like it stops being funny, but in a way that feels natural it doesn't just feel really out of place. Yeah. And I think um, I was just really impressed by it because I mean I really like Martin McDonough. Uh, just in general I think all of his films have been great um, but I think this one's my favourite one by far fair play just because I think this one yeah no I completely agree this one's like all of those parts of his career the comedy the drama just feels perfectly crafted yeah and I just it's what it was just one of those again like the, the way it balances the comedy and the drama is just so fucking impressive yeah because that's just hard to do but this just makes it mm. look so easy but yeah no, okay. it's, it's it's easily one of my front runners for the oscars i'd be so happy at that one best picture it yeah. won't but i'd be happy with that yeah yeah enough. i completely agree with everything you've said uh this would be in my top five easy mm. i think it's brilliant absolutely fantastic it's probably the one of the funniest movies of the year surprisingly yeah though there were a lot of really funny movies this year there were, but um, this one was the easy one of the funniest for me. Though, the, I, yeah, the fact the way it switches from comedy to tragedy mm. is, is yeah, it's, it's crazy, absolutely yeah. superb. The way the way it does it, the screenplay is ridiculous. And mm-hmm. um, speaking of movies, the uh, fa- the Fablemans. <laughs> yes, Aaron, have you ever thought about a movie before? No, ah, I hate shit. them. I hate movies. Steven movies Spielberg suck. doesn't. He yeah. quite likes movies. And he yeah. really fucking wants you to know he's it. A, he's a movie enjoyer. He, oh, he has a letterbox account. Um, Fableman's... Steven Spielberg, drop your letterbox. <laughs> Imagine, it's just Steven Spielberg. Uh, yeah, it's really obvious. <laughs> the Fableman's is brilliant. Mm-hmm. It's absolutely fucking brilliant. Excellent. Um, it, in the hands of anyone else, mm-hmm. it would be See, a shitty... Biopic. This is this is the interesting thing mm. is it is a film about the love of movies yeah, and blah, yeah. blah blah blah, but to me it's also a melodrama about yeah family and divorce and how it could traumatize you and that kind of you know and also coming yeah. to terms with what you want to do as a career and it's it's a lot of different things. It's not just a movie about movies. no exactly. It's it's, it's a, a lot, lot more layered than, that. than that. Yeah, it's um to me this was like about the idea of using movies as a, both a vehicle to see the world and mm-hmm. um, as escapism and then trying to somehow take this thing you love and apply it to your life yeah that for me is the biggest thing yeah trying to take this this thing you're passionate about mm-hmm. and trying to figure out how the fuck this relates to to your life and how mm-hmm. you can make it relate to your life yeah the, i mean obviously one of the constant fights is mr fableman Whatever the fuck his name is, Sammy. Sammy Fableman wants it to be, wants um, to do make movies as a career. Mm-hmm. But his dad, played by Paul Dano, had a fucking brilliant year. I know, yeah. Um, and is brilliant in this film. Everyone's brilliant in this film. Um, even even Michelle Williams, which I know some people were mixed on her on her yeah. performance. I think she's fantastic. I'm right? definitely the most mixed on her performance out of everyone in the film mm. because I think it's sometimes a bit too much into over the top. Mm. But it works generally. Yeah. Um, but I think yeah, I think where where like the the idea of him trying to get to, to turn this into a career and his dad yeah. being apprehensive, I mean that that is such a real thing. Mm-hmm. It, and you can I mean that's the thing. This film gets away with a lot because you know it's all true. It feels really authentic. 
and really like which is mad the, the yeah. ending fucking hell where they just where it just suddenly ends with oh David Lynch is in the next room is John Ford <laughs> um, and he goes and he meets John Ford and whatever first of all incredible scene <laughs> I amazing scene I cheered I literally fucking whooped you know what's funny yeah that scene though is I do think Spielberg is trying to tell people that he thinks David Lynch is the greatest living director I 100% think that is what he's trying to say because it's interesting when he got because obviously John Ford mm. died but like he gets, he gets David Lynch in a director it's the, it's the fucking it's so funny like it's incredible I was so Apparently happy. his wife recommended David Lynch or something I think Really? Something like that. Ah. I know that someone recommended David Lynch to him and he was like, yeah, fucking. But I think there was mad stories from that um, cameo. Like, that David Lynch only agreed to do it if they get, like, cheesy Watsits or something on set. (laughs) Something like that. I mean, you get that man, no fucking cheesy Watsits, you kidding? (laughs) It's some some kind of food like that that he Mm. demanded had to be on set uh, in order to to do the cameo. But then that scene in any other, with any other director, would be the most fan service mm-hmm. shoved in, unrealistic moment. Mm. But with Spielberg, because it is a story, it feels yeah. authentic. Yeah, yeah. And fucking hell, that ending shot. Oh, it's beautiful. Is my favourite shot of the year. Mm-hmm. It's beautiful. On. It's it, it's just a really beautiful film. It's just, yeah, I mean, like, I like I just, I, I was surprised I looked at it as much as I did, mm. just given, you know, it is a movie about movies. And I do like those a lot. Yeah. But I'm also a bit like... I, like you know just from the trailers where it's like movies yeah. and dreams and it's like I do about, that being I, said I think that trailer is the trailer of the year for me oh no yeah 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 I do think it's a beautiful trailer but it is just a very it's just interesting because I do think it kind of misses some of the slightly deeper yeah. layers within it like it's just in terms of it being like a very melodramatic movie in See, the best the, way possible this is a weird one for me because watching the film until the end David Lynch came on screen I, I whooped and cheered watching the film I was like oh this is good then when it ended, it like completes it, yeah. It like, and I was yeah, yeah no, exactly. It, yeah, and it ran itself off. I think I think like, where I where I really where it really clicked with me was the I, I I could like make you fly scene or whatever. Yeah, you're like or like I made you look like you could fly. Yeah, that scene and like I thought that was fucking beautiful. Mm. And I thought like that whole scene was incredible. Yeah, and just no, it's just in general, I, it's a fantastic film. Like I, it's, I assume I I bet it's gonna win Best Picture. I feel like it's got it yeah. in the bag. I'd be more than happy if it won. I'd be more than happy. I think it's absolutely beautiful. I think um, Spielberg directs it fucking incredibly. It's a pretty cool guy, that Spielberg. I will say that. He's bossy. Yeah. Spielberg, mate, you're kind of making everyone else who do, like competes to be in my best of lists look like fucking chumps. <laughs> one last year with West Side Story. This year he's mm. fucking second. It's ridiculous. Um, yeah, they're amazing film. You know, speaking of movies... Oh, do you like movies? I, I've been known. Mm. Do you like them silent? I I do. I do really you? do. Well, fuck you. We're not doing oh, that anymore. We're shit. doing talkies now. This is 1920-something. This is... <laughs> we're making talkies. Yeah. Fuck you if you don't like them. Yeah. And if you do like them, well... Fuck you too. Fuck you too. Because you're Go gonna, and die in a hole you, with Tobey Maguire. Because your career's going to die... And people aren't gonna like that you're from Brooklyn. Yeah. And that's such a mood. Yeah. If I if I had a nickel every time someone that didn't <laughs> like me because I was from Brooklyn. Babylon. Wait no, she's from New Jersey. Babylon. <laughs> <laughs> Babylon, the new Damien Chazelle joint. Damien Chazelle 
What a fucking master. Another movie about movies. Yeah. This one literally is about movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, set entirely in the film industry and all that. But yeah. I was excited for this one. Yeah. But I was a bit worried. Yeah. Because I remember the mixed reception. Yes. The trailer isn't great. Yeah. The scene when Brad Pitt dances and then falls is really bad. In the trailer. There's one really cool bit in the trailer though, mm-hmm. where it's like the at the end where it's like the it's the, the music and then there's the, the, it like perfectly matches up with Margot Robbie slapping herself. That's cool. That that yeah. That, that made me excited for the film. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so yeah, so it was one of those where I was apprehensive, but I was like, you know what, I still want to see it. Yeah. I cannot fucking believe how much I loved it. Yeah. Like to me, this was the biggest surprise of the year. Because, yeah, like, I was looking that. forward to it. I figured I'd enjoy it. But I did not expect to come out of it putting it, like, as my number two yeah. of the year. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? Like, I figured it'd be good. Maybe a four star. Maybe three and a half. I was like, it is fucking incredible. Yeah. I think it's fucking amazing. Yeah. It's really, it's right. fucking hilarious. It's So funny. It's crazy. It's fucking nuts. It's almost like he's doing Once Upon a Time in Hollywood mixed with like Wolf of Wall Street a little bit yeah. it's good, but it's like it's just so it's just such an interesting movie and it's one that I just honestly haven't stopped thinking about since I watched it yeah. Margot Robbie's fantastic in it yeah. so is Diego Calva like everyone is fantastic in it Tommy Maguire in that like one scene he's in terrifying he's fucking horrifying <laughs> no I completely agree um, this would be in my top 5 mm-hmm. easily uh, I think it's absolutely fucking superb. Mm-hmm. I think the first two hours is the funniest shit. Yeah, the, uh, it's so fucking good. Um, the the one scene where it's Margot Robbie filming her first talkie, yes. I think is the funniest scene of it the year. It is absolutely fantastic. It, it just never stops. Like that whole scene is just incredible. Uh, I think this is it's a masterpiece. It's just yeah, it's it's honestly Damon my Giselle never misses. Yeah, it's my favorite Giselle film. Yeah. By far. Like, I haven't seen La La Land yet, but... I mean, I'm a La La um, Land bitch. But, I don't know, I just thought it was fantastic. And I... It's it's a shame it got, like, such a mixed reception. Although, I guess I'm not that surprised. Although, I am a little bit. Because... I don't know, I feel do like it's... Do you reckon it got a, a divisive response just because of the Avatar shot? <laughs> <laughs> Possibly, because people do not like that last montage. Yeah. Which, I don't know, I thought it was great. I think it's the perfect um, summary yeah. of what the film's about. Yeah, I think, yeah, like, it's, it's, I think it makes sense. Extension like, of what the film's about. Yeah, like, I don't really know why, because people were so angry at that. Yeah. And I don't Which is really mad, because it. it's just showing, isn't Oops. cinema cool in it? Yeah, it's just, cinema's great. Yeah. The Avatar. Yeah. Although, I mean, I guess the lack of Black Adam in that. Oh, that must be it. Yeah. Because, you know, they're showing all the technological advancements and then forgetting mm-hmm. about Black Adam. Forgetting about the hierarchy of power that changed. Bro, like, fucking give over. Dwayne The Rock Johnson owns Hollywood. Yeah. The well, he will soon. If, if he, he will. <laughs> um, my favourite film of the year mm-hmm. is... Morbius. Fuck. Black Adam. <laughs> is, um, it's Tom Core to a T. It's exactly okay. what... If someone was to, to say, what kind of film do you want? This would be it. Fall of a Thunder. You gotta stop guessing. Right, every time. <laughs> I keep changing it. You keep guessing what it is. Uh, no, it's it's everything everywhere all at once. The new Daniels mm. joint. Um, I've I like their work and like, I like Swiss Army Man, mm-hmm. but this caught me by surprise. Um, it, I thought it was superb. Um, I think it's hilarious. I think. 
the end, the third act, especially like near the end, is so made for me mm-hmm. because I'm a fucking because I'm a I'm a Terence to Malik stan, so I piss my pants whenever someone does a big emotional monologue to a montage. Yes. And there's a lot of that in this film. There's, I love it's it. It's basically all of the film. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I, I love that. Mm-hmm. I adore multiverse as a concept, mm-hmm. which is why I'm really annoyed Marvel's doing it so shitly, <laughs> because I adore the idea of parallel universes, mm-hmm. and this film does it perfectly. Um, it, it explores it in a really, really interesting way, makes use of different styles. The fucking rock bit, I think, is superb. Um, I think it's written beautifully. I think the performances are incredible. Key, Hugh Kwan... Gives my favorite fucking performance of the year. Um, I just did everything about this film I adore, except for the fucking discourse about it on Twitter. Shut the fuck up. You're all so fucking annoying. Um, but aside from that, I think it's beautiful. Yeah, it's it's, it, it's mid, I don't know. It's, it's, not, it's, it's really not that good. No, I like it. It's really good. Um, I agree with the discourse. It is so... It, what it is, it's so annoying from both sides. Yeah. That's what makes this one even yeah, more annoying. Yeah, yeah. It's because... Discourse usually is like one side's annoying and the other one's fine. This one is like you've got people who love it way too much and need to calm down. <laughs> like people who take like any any critique of the film as like a personal attack. Yeah. Or people who clearly just want to hate it because it's popular. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. And it's like I think it's good. Uh, I mean it's you know like I liked it. What were you saying? No, uh, I liked it. You know I, no, I really exactly. enjoyed it. I, I I liked it. It definitely lost a bit of steam for me. Yeah. Um. But I really, I really enjoyed it. And plus, I'd be happy to have... Do you think part of that is because it came out in fucking, like, April? I don't know, because... I don't know, because, like... Because we're all going to the world's fair came out before it. And that's still yeah. staying on my mind. I, yeah, think yeah. It, I, I, I think just what it is, is just... I, I I like it, but I think just over time, I kind of I sat on it. Some of, like, the... Like, some of the critiques of it as well, I do think are actually really interesting. Yeah. Like, some people who haven't liked it, but have had, like, genuine reasons for it like as i've yeah, kind yeah. of read some of that i've been oh like i've seen another side of it and just as i've like thought about it and stuff like i've i've kind of it's dropped for me but i still really enjoy it like yeah. i still think it's a really good film and i it's one of them where like i i am rooting for them like the daniels to get like more success because i i like swiss army man more yeah than this really just, okay it's just i don't know I, it just works for me more but um no but i, I really enjoy them whatever they do next like i'm 100 mm. there like, I, I think they are really talented and it's I think, yeah, more than anything for me, I think this is what I want more from Hollywood <laughs> is these kind of fucking mad, yeah. creative as fuck films mm. that take a concept, do it so well, explore it in interesting ways, yeah. and then just give you two hours of fucking brilliant... It's almost like Matrix a little bit, I feel yeah. like, where like, it throws stuff in your yeah, face, yeah. but it like a really... Yeah, it's like... Matrix is better, but it's what one the of them. It's like, <laughs> but it's like, yeah, it's like I don't know. It, it's a really ambitious movie that I think completely yeah. owns the ambition and takes it to the next level. And everything about it works for me. Mm. Everything. Everything. Everywhere. All, All at once. What? Did you see them making a movie called Nobody Nowhere? Fucking <laughs> the evil version. There's literally nothing. Nobody. No, nowhere. It's some shit. Can't wait. Have you seen that film? Which one? That, you know, nothing, nowhere. No, it's good, it's coming out. Yeah, so, nope, you haven't seen it. My number one film is nope. <laughs> That's my segue. Thanks for watching. Um, <laughs> I couldn't think of it. Um, I have to, I, listen, I want a ball here. I need to, you know, segues are hard. Um, 
Yeah, so you know the way everything I've read all at once was Tom Core? Yeah, yeah, Nope. It's Armand Core. Yeah. To a fucking T. Yeah. Aliens. Sorry, nope. Aliens. Um, cool shots. Cool music. Yeah. Um, These are some unique opinions. Spielberg kind of tendencies, but also like a lot of really scary stuff as well. Yeah. Um, funny. Yeah. Very funny. It's just, I don't know, it's just, it's one of those films that just, to me, everything about it is perfect. Yeah. I think the way it tells its story is perfect. I think the way it balances all of the different genres, I think is perfect. I think the music, like the way it goes from the really moody kind of horror to like Spielberg, like John Williams has to just a full on fucking like Western at the end, I think it's beautiful. I think mm-hmm. the way it goes through all, like all of those things. The like theme of like spectacle and Hollywood and it's just really well put together. I think like I don't know. I just it's it's just one of those films that just fucking works for me. Like yeah. I just think you know I think the the relationship between like the brother and sister are just incredible. I think Daniel Kaluuya is just that is my favorite performance of the year. Which really is just because it's really understated. Yeah, it's really you know it's like but I just think he's so like he brings so much character to it even though a lot of the time he is just mm. very static again doing that western kind of character like the Clint Eastwood like you know good bad the ugly kind of thing where he's yeah, like you yeah. know it's like that kind of energy it's like Kiki Palmer is fantastic in it as well she's really funny and also just a really charming character to watch Yeah, like they fucking try and like they fucking attack this alien with an IMAX camera that's fucking dope like that's so cool like that's just like he fucking wears a scorpion king like fucking jacket at the end that's sick that's so cool like (laughs) is that not the coolest thing in the world like it's just I don't know it's such a original like genius piece of work it's my favourite film of the decade yeah I just think it's you know I think it's superb it's so it's so beautifully paced it's the the scene in the um in the Jupiter's claim when the alien thing you know says hello to the bunch to a bunch of people who are there is one of the scariest things I've seen in a movie yeah it's absolutely horrifying the use of sound I cannot fucking believe it did not get nominated for sound yeah yeah what the fuck the way the way the music is like brought into it where like it slows down or when there's like a power surge the fucking the, the sounds that the the alien in it makes and like mm. the use of like the screams and stuff as well like just there's so it's such a well-made movie and it's so like it's just such an interesting movie i love how you know jordan peele with everything he makes he gets more and more ambitious and yeah. weird and it's like i hope he just keeps doing that keep getting weirder and weirder and weirder with it i think it, it's just one of those films that like i honestly cannot find a single flaw with it yeah genuinely like i just think it's absolutely fucking perfect yeah, it's that's so fair. Um, I mean, fucking boring. <laughs> no, 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 I, I, I completely, I get why you love it completely. I like it a lot, nowhere near your level, but I, I. <laughs> no, I completely get why it is made for you. Mm, it's one hundred percent my shit. Oh no, one hundred percent. Like I just fucking, it's so good. I think it loses steam for me at the end. Mm. But that's literally that is too fair. And the rest of it is very it's very original. I think mm-hmm. that's the best thing George. Yeah, it's it's for. a very original, yeah, interesting movie. It's very bold as well with how I love how the stuff with Gordy 
the movie. Oh, that's it is incredible. Completely unafraid to just let you figure it out yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not, it's not trying to tell you what's going on. Because no, a lot exactly. of people, because a lot of people go with that. Oh, like this fucking movie. Like, it, oh, like the monkey doesn't make any sense. What's the point? And it's like, well, no. If you fucking pay attention to it, mm. it makes perfect sense. You just have to pay attention. Yeah. You have to li- like. It's, hey, you're asking a lot of people. Like, yeah, it's like it's not. <laughs> it's it's a it's a thematic mm. thing. It's very important. It's very important to the themes of the film. Yeah. It's not just there. Yeah. People who think that are not paying attention to it. Like Logan Paul. Like, <laughs> nope, it's the worst movie I've ever seen. Like, shut up. No, yeah, I fully agree. But no, banger. Banger, yeah. Amazing, yeah. Really Absolutely good, yeah. superior. Yeah. Like, I mean, we've talked about these films. We haven't even mentioned... No, it's we, we, so we have, Wait, we haven't... Wait, we haven't even mentioned... Wait, wait. We, we, <laughs> we haven't even mentioned films such as Glass Onion... Pinocchio, Avatar 2, Bones and All, Pearl, After Sun, Armageddon Time, On the Count of Three, Tar, other movies. Jackass Forever, Top Gun Maverick, Yeah, Um, Barbarian, Triangle of Sadness, The the Twelve Days of Christmas Eve, Firestarter, Roger Rules. Pinocchio. Um, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Choose or Die. Don't Worry Darling. Amsterdam. Watcher. Men. Fred, if fresh. The My Policeman. The Grey Man. Disenchanted. The Goodness. Cha Cha Real Smooth. <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> Hotel Transylvania 4 Transformania. Ha- Halloween Ends. I just got that. It's called Transformania because there's a four in it. The black phone. (laughs) (laughs) Blonde. Bodies, bodies, bodies. Scream. Piggy. Scream 2022. I think. Chippendale Rescue Rangers. See how they run. Confess Fletch. White Noise. Werewolf by Night. X. DC League of Super Pets. Pearl. You already mentioned Pearl. Bullet train. <laughs> <laughs> all in all, pretty sick, yeah. Um, if you like movies, keep watching Which podcast. If you like movies, you suck. Yeah, fuck you. Fuck you. Subscribe to the podcast um, for another year. Yeah. Of 2023 movies. Yeah. We will talk about in depth. Quantum mania. Quantum mania. And then you can see at the end of next year what our favourite movies of 2023 were. It's going to be quantum mania. It's going to be quantum mania. Quantum mania. Modoc face. <laughs> I can't wait. Make sure you kiss your mother. And kiss your dad too. Don't leave him out. Have a good one. See you then. (laughs) Bye.